Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. golden god see how efficient that was smooth i even had to remember a password and got it right first go smooth as a pineapple well, enema. Enema. Hey? smooth as a pineapple enema i've <laughs> <laughs> been thinking of that one hello everybody hey how are we how are excellent we how are we guys yeah. you distracted me i didn't get to finish my pre-drink so now i'm gonna <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not like the first time you've had two drinks going at once. No, yeah. well, I only brought one glass, so that's a problem. <laughs> and Chris has had a haircut, we see. Nice. It was Mother's Day, haircut on set on Monday. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> They've only cut. You didn't take much of the top. You didn't take anything. So I reckon he was there I for took four a lot off the to top, thank you. You're just jealous that you don't have luscious locks like me. He was there for four <laughs> minutes and got charged $30, I reckon. Hey, listen, just because I don't. Get a haircut with a dustbuster like you. Seriously. I had a haircut today. Yeah. No, you know, you got nothing on the sides going on. Fresh, mate. Yeah. Fresh. I worked out the internet problems, Chris. It was a cupboard. Yeah. A cupboard. A cupboard. That cupboard was right. there. And because right. it was there and the modem's right there, the modem couldn't work out how to get around the cupboard. So well, I'm looking so beautiful today. And Is you'll be able to hear me. Cupboard? Everyone will be stoked because I'll be able to hear every word I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> no one will complain at all. We know yeah. so many people that love to hear you speak, Cameron. I bet actually there was a few. What we didn't realise last week is people were actually commenting and no one was watching the page. So we didn't well, get the Because I don't have Facebook at the moment. Right We've gone through that saga. Oh, yeah. I've got it on. Yeah, I uh, I noticed that actually. There's quite a few comments coming through last week. But There's four people watching. We're going up in the ratings. I think there's three of, three of them are us, I think. So. Oh. <laughs> well, one of them is me. No, oh, we can't do what one. We, um, we what are we drinking? Oh, come on. Well, what how about it? I go, Chris? By the time we get to you, you'll be finished. I can't scull that. But anyway, let's go. Oh, oh yeah. seriously, I've seen you do better than that before. <laughs> go on, Lou. What are you drinking? Okay, I don't know. You guys have probably had this before, I'm sure. Um, so 2018 vintage, which was a good year for the Shiraz. Um, Brothers in Arms, Langhorn Creek. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. You've, had, you've had that? Yeah, I thought you may have. Um, we don't know about the year, though. You might get off with the year, but we don't know. Yeah, well, 2018 came highly recommended from the guy at um, Dan Murphy's today. He's awesome fella. Um, he's the same bloke who's made you lose every competition. No, he's he's actually I haven't seen him around for ages, so I was I was happy to see him today. He's a lovely fellow. He's, yeah. I need to ask, what's closer, the vineyard that you live next to, or the bottle shop? Didn't you just buy a winery, Lou? Hey, didn't you just buy a winery? Oh well, I'm I'm hoping. <laughs> I know nothing about growing them, but um, anyways, I I hope this is a good one. It came highly recommended. Um, Brothers in Arms, apparently it's all in the name they say, so it's a tight-knit family and 
Hence why they called it that. But yeah, should be a good drop. We'll see. Was it, was it Shiraz? Did you say, Luke? Shiraz, yeah, Shiraz, right. 2018 vintage. So great song by Die Straits, Brothers in Arms. If you haven't yeah. heard it, get amongst it. Know it well. Okay, well. so last week I don't know if you remember, I had something called the Barossa Inc. and it was a yep. Shiraz. Okay, yep. rated at four point one. Now there's a there's another one, but it's from but still by Grant Burge. It's called Kunawara Inks. Obviously, one's from the Barossa region, one's from the Kunawara. But this is a Capsat. Um, oh, it's a 2019 nice. Capsat, and it's called Barossa Ink. Are you having relations with Grant Burge? Because it's been at the, the last, moment I am because I'm loving the last four weeks. Been at least the last four weeks, mate. I, I got I bought his low end uh, Capsat, and it's got some bloody punch to it. But this is anyway. This is only it's a it rates at a, 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 a four on Vivino, and it. It's only about $16, $17 a bottle. Wow. And, that's and it's at a full. So, and it's a cab sab. It's my favorite drop. So, good grape juice. Let's see how it goes. Nice. What'd you bring? Uh, now that you just drank that. I'm Chardonnay. trying to scale $8 Chardonnay. So, let's not do yeah, that. I think it was Chardonnay. That isn't what I brought, though. Like, weather's <laughs> terrible. It's a bit cold. I actually went for red this week. Um, and it's at $24 to get 3.2 on Vivino. So that's good, Chris. Oh, Thailand. Yeah, it's a good one. Ninth Island Pinot from Tasmania. Nice. You only want Pinots from Tasmania or New Zealand. You can't, you don't yeah. buy them from anywhere else. So it's, there's a couple other bottles there that intrigued me, but they're Victorian or South Australian or whatever. You can't, can't do it. Yeah. Cold climate for a Pinot. So nice. If, uh, when I eventually get to it, we'll see how we go. Cheers, everybody. Good. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Bye. Cheers. We'll just quickly, because I know you guys are um, uh, very into the news and the studying the news. Has there been anything happened this week at all? Apart from oh. the idiots lying to each other again and general shit on TV. They Looks like see. Ukraine's, mate, Ukraine's fighting back. Ukraine's going to win this thing, you watch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't been trying to, trying to justify his actions, um, which were weak piss excuses, but... Um, weak piss? Weak piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've only had a sip, bloody hell. What's going on? Grant Burge, good drop. <laughs> Burge Grant. Burge Grant. Mmm, <laughs> drink your muscle. <laughs> We've already lost a viewer. We're going to have to make this. We're down to three. <laughs> I told you it's us. <laughs> I know that we carry on with all this crap first. So they probably we'll, we'll, our viewers will come on shortly. So, but yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't really had anything in the news that's really stood out that I thought was worth a, worth the talk about today. To be honest, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Well, let's talk quickly because it's our area of expertise about that foul stench that's uh, been uh, emanating since the weekend around the Greater Sydney region. That sewage-like smell, which tells you that the real estate market has just shit itself. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, we had the interest rate rise last week and we spoke a lot about it. And then we had uh, our first weekend after an interest rate rise, which I hadn't got the pleasure of experiencing before, but uh, three attendees across eight open homes was a pretty good indication of um, yeah. maybe the effect it's had or maybe that the election's next week. I can't, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. um, 
What what would you normally have over eight open homes, roughly, Cam, numbers? Well, there? over the last couple of months, it's you're probably only having two or three groups or four groups at each open. Um, yeah. the, the numbers of telling everyone, no one wants to listen to me, market's been changing for a little while now. Yeah. Um, Pre-Christmas, it was, you know, 10, 15, 20 um, at every single open. But, yeah. Um, so the market has done what the market was going to do. And uh, I reckon if we haven't already had, well, we probably already had a 15% hit, which the news won't tell you because mm -hmm. they're three months behind on the well, data. This is it. We're on the coal face. We see it first, don't we? So yeah. whatever the news is saying, we, we already knew was coming or already experiencing it. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have to say up here, we're not experiencing it that drastic. We, we're definitely seeing a decline in numbers of inquiry. Um, properties are lasting longer on the market. Properties are still selling though and still for a reasonable price. What I have noticed is valuers have really um, tightened up. We've had like for three years, we haven't had to worry about valuations um, because it basically just valued them at the purchase price. Um, but there's probably been about four or five now that have um, come in under. So it's a matter of, you know, renegotiating <clears throat> at the point of unconditional, you know, which is not always easy to do when you've got someone's hopes and dreams pinned on a certain figure. But we're up to five, and they may the Jeff may or may not be watching. I've just got to throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> we missed the Jeff. It's been a while since he's been on. Missed the Jeff. I wish you did. Missed the Jeff. Yeah. I've mellowed the Jeff, so if you ever feel like calling in again, mate, we'd be happy to have you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, I actually had a phone call today from a broker. I did a deal yesterday, which for one was $170,000 under an offer they got three weeks ago which is an indication of where things are at. A deal, they accepted the offer three weeks ago, but the buyer pulled out because their conveyancer actually told them oh, interest rates are going to go up. Don't buy yet. Wait for prices oh, to crash. So yeah, put on your conveyancer. Get themselves out of a deal as well. But I had a broker ring me today about that deal and said, the offer's uh, in the middle of the price range. Can you change the price range online so that the sale price is at the bottom of the guide because I'm worried about the values? Wow, interesting, interesting. So, well, I don't think you've got to be worried because the house got valued at $100,000 more by the bank three weeks ago. But he said, I've never had that request ever in my life. He no. The price range changed so the, the bank doesn't ask why is the price range starting lower than the... Mm. So, the, other thing, yeah, well. the other thing I noticed too, the valuers, um, I don't know whether it's a new thing or whether it's something that they're just doing now given the, the environment that we're in is they won't even consider a sale unless it's settled now as well. Like previously, from what I understood, they would take in the sales as long as they were unconditional. But now, unless they've settled, they won't even consider them as a sale because I guess what's happening is some people are getting to the point of settlement and not being able to fulfil. I don't know. I haven't seen that. We've been, I've always worked on the understanding that they work off settled sales, which why you have problems sometimes in a skyrocketing market because their values are a couple of months behind. Um, yeah. But what the last value that we spoke to, he said they do, it's about 50, 50. They'll take three comparables of uh, unconditional sales and then three have settled. So they get a bit of a mix, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not talk about it like it's the end of the world. It's everything we spoke about last week that the, yeah. If you're a vendor on the market right now, you do need to understand that the market's changed. No, you haven't. You're going to use the analogy in training. You say, people say, oh, I've missed the boat. Well, there's a new boat in the harbour at the moment. You can catch that one. Yeah. It's a slightly smaller boat than the cruise ship that was in 
three yep. months ago. But what you don't want to do is have the dinghy pull up and then the jet ski pull up. You know, mm. if, 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 if moving is what you want to do, then you can 100% still move. But yeah. you know, in That's real terms, where... If you're smart in this market, you can still make money. There's no question about it. Oh, and if you take the advice of an educated real estate agent, you can still you can still work it to your advantage. We're back to look at 15%. We're back to August 2021 prices. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It's not like right. everyone made 30% last year, and yeah. I always, I keep forgetting we're already five months into this year. So exactly. you're okay. And the other thing is too, that we've got to remember, like people that are buying out there, unless you're buying today and planning to sell it in six months, long game, it's all the long game. You know, like Chris, you use at your auction. What's that famous line that you use at every auction? Well, if you don't like it, I'll buy it back from you in 10 years. For that same price, because you know- bought it today. In 10 years time, the property's going to be worth double what you're paying for it That's today. It. Listen, you, both, you guys both purchased properties in the last couple of years, right? Um, and last, last week. week. Oh, last, last couple of weeks, there you go. Last week, and, and, great and, time and to buy. Like, that's not that's not an overnight purchase. That's a yeah, that's going to be a, like a ten year sort of keep, right? The point is, like I, I was training the team yesterday on how we talk to vendors and buyers, and give them what's happened. And, yeah. and then one of the smartasses, like we're talking to buyers or sellers about sell, go and rent somewhere. As the market comes down, buy back in cheaper. And some idiot in the office popped up and said, "Well, you didn't do that." Right. But so, how is Crystal? The point of it is, the, the point of it is, hey, <laughs> he said, so How is Crystal? <laughs> no, she's, she's trying to keep it positive, mate. He's going well. But the point of it is, if we had a waited, that house wouldn't be there. That's right. Someone else would have bought that house, and that's the house we wanted to buy. So, to a buyer, you walk in, it feels like home. This is your dream home. Don't sit there and go, Market's going to shit itself. That house won't be around because someone else is going to love it too. Exactly. Yep. That's, that's the point. You know, Lou's bought, obviously, the, the dream home. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's it. Like, you just... Oh, I've bought mine for the next 10 years. Be, yeah. You know, our dream is to be on a property like Lou's just bought. But for the next 10 years, we're going to be all right. And if I didn't buy it, I know for a fact there was three other offers on it. I was a listing agent. So I know someone else would have bought it. Yeah. 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 And um, it doesn't matter how much the market come down, that house would not be available to us. Right. So, so that's the advice to the, the buyers, right? If you find the house you bloody like, buy it. That's it. If you can afford it and you're not working your ass off, killing yourself to pay the repayments and you can still live and still pay the repayments and it's your dream home, buy the bloody thing, right? Yeah. What's your advice to the sellers? Don't if, pay. You plan, if you had a dream and you had a goal. Mm. Well, go. here's the thing. <clears throat> here's the thing we all know. Most people that are selling today, 99% of them are actually going to rebuy. So they're doing it in the same market. So if their place goes down, the place that they're going to buy is going down. There's no difference, you know. Obviously oh, there is. I disagree with that. We, we throw that around to like it's someone a little buying bit. in, someone selling in our market, Lou, and buying in your market. They're not the same market. No, well, that's like, true. That's true. But like, and, and is, I know. Yeah, I just think. Because I rail again, people who say that to me and vendors use that, oh, well, the buying and selling in the same market anyway, so it doesn't matter. No, you're not, because if you're moving up north at the moment, up north might still be moving up. Yeah, well, this is it. That's what I'm finding. Like, people that are selling down your way, um, if they're buying in my area, we haven't, I mean, we, as I said, days on market have blown out, but properties are still selling for, for, for asking price at this point. What, six months? Yeah, that will stop. It's going to stop. And I think I mentioned last week that Sydney is like the centre of the pond 
and that stone drops, I mean, and the ripples come out, you're going to feel it eventually. I, um, I, we spend, I spend most of and we all do as agents, trying to manage our vendors' expectations, usually to the high, right? Like trying to stop people being greedy and stop holding out for too much when there's good offers on the table. Whatever I found myself yesterday, probably for the first time in my career, driving to a vendor's house to just ask them if they were sure they wanted to accept the offer because it was $200,000 less than um, what initially was going to happen. But you know what? And I sat there and we've got to take our ego out of it and our emotion out of it and all that sort of stuff. That's our job. Yeah. And I sat there and listened. They hadn't slept for three weeks. I was starting to fight as a couple and the money that we had on the table was enough for them to do what they wanted to do. So that would have been nice for them to have that extra play money. Their words, not mine. Would have been nice to have that extra play money. But you know what? It's still a street record by 300000 and we're still better off than we would have been 12 months ago. So yeah, let's do it. And, and then I, yeah. He so, said, oh, you don't have to disclose the price if you don't want to. If you're worried, I said, listen, I'm not worried. I just want to make sure that you're okay. And if yeah. anything, I need to disclose the price because it's a tale of what's going on in the market for everybody mm -hmm. else. Who's, yep. you know, I'm still surrounded by agents running around telling people the market's going up. And and they go, well, why should we trust you? I've had two agents tell me 1.2 and you're telling me 900. Why would we listen to you? I said, well, Unfortunately, you're not going to know this until hindsight, but unfortunately, I'm the only one telling you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. When the time comes, come back to you, it's probably going to be worth 850. I said, so we can either talk now or talk in three months' time. But to be honest, I don't want to have this conversation with you in three months' time because it's not yeah. going to be 900. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So. But yeah, look, the overall message I think we need people to understand don't panic. It is a normal thing. The real estate market is designed to do this and always has and always will. But if you if you drew a line here and looked at the 20 year projection or 100, whatever, property prices have always gone up, always. So it's just a matter of holding and, and being smart. And, you know, we all got to cut back our spending. That's that's a given, but so be it. We, we and it's uh, it's not just property that's come back. Have you guys, any of you guys, got crypto? Yes. No. Bah, around there, that's taken a walloping. I, uh, I I did about as good as that as I did about buying a house. I bought that when it was about <laughs> as dear as it could. I bought that when it was about as dear as it could possibly get. And a day later, it shit the bed. Like <laughs> <laughs> November last year, Bitcoin was at ninety two thousand a coin. Today, it's at 39,700. 39, Oh, I didn't look today. Months. I bought it at fifty. So I'm in the world. <laughs> yeah, down. I got a small. I got a small investment. No, I did to my wife. And so forth. It's half of what it was last week. Oh shit! <laughs> it's, not a little, money. it's not a lot of money. It's I, had a, I had a little. I had a little tipple, and then when we were driving down to Leadership South Coast, three-hour drive, four-hour drive, all those ads kept coming on for. Cryptocurrency, and I said to my wife, listen, if they're doing radio ads for it now, you know it's the next big thing. And she's like, all right, you can have this much. <laughs> so I remember we were signing into Peppers and I was on the phone buying crypto, and then the very next day it dropped $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> we got back to Square a couple of weeks ago, but from what you're telling me now, Chris, I'm in a world of shit. I better check. Yeah, all because I, I, I got probably four or five small ones, you know, and it's, Across the board, it's you know just, but it's just a bit of fun, I suppose. But yeah, crypto shit itself as well. So oh, and look, I don't know. Yeah, I'm in the shit. I'm at half. I'm, my, I've lost fifty percent. There you go. Charger. Charger. 
Uh, I'm glad Crystal doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> okay. What was that, Crystal? Yeah, it's half. Half. <laughs> half. It's actually half. <laughs> oh dear. I, mean, I don't know what's happened to the share market, but um, that's probably that's probably uh, taken a bit of a hit as well. Um, I dare say. But I think that's if some people have got some money out there, and, I, and in, as far as real estate, and I don't know about you guys, but. In Sydney, this, there's times like this where people start to come back into the market and you start to see the investors come back in. Yeah. Um, and they've built a little bit up, at the, you know, they've got some equity, more equity in their home over the, the growth they've had. Even though it'll come back a bit, they've still got some more equity there. They'll borrow on that equity and then move that into some investment. So I think um, that's a part of the market that's going to start to increase. Yeah. yeah. Too, yeah. too shiny. See all the reds? Yeah, that's all dropped. Yeah, that's the all share dropped. market. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, but normally when the share market drops, bloody crypto goes up. I've been robbed. What's my silver doing? I've got to... <laughs> no silver's down as well. Sil gold was up. Gold was up a little bit because gold is the next standard to shares and so, so forth and so forth. Anyway, but I think yeah. once the elections passed, I think it's going to be like we got too much money, Chris. we've got to be careful. Yeah, mate. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't have any money. Don't have any of that. <laughs> we don't know that fifty percent of five dollars is two dollars fifty. So we're going to be careful. <laughs> The, um, I, I think that the investment, like depending on how the outcome of this election, I think the, the investors will come back into the market and sort oh, of yeah. help, help stabilise it a little bit. Um, yeah. see how I we can't get wait till Labor gets in and shouts people 40% of their house price. Jeez. I know, what a joke that is. What a joke that is. Imagine but, yeah. being, you're in business with the with, with Labor then, aren't you? If you buy a house and they help you out buying it, they own... Like, I'm expecting Labour politicians to lock up, lock the door, let themselves in, you know, make <laughs> dinner, share the bathroom, oh. just people share, go to the gym. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Look, all we time will tell. Time will tell. But for now, it's business as usual. Like, our, our um, rental market up here is holding on so well. Like, prices are just through the roof. And lots of applications, lots of inquiry, lots of people still moving. So, yeah, if you are an investor, it is probably a good time to get back in now while people are sitting there going, you know, on the fence. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. Anyway, enough of that. Big topic. Today's topic. Big topic. Hey, what, what? Your, topic. your topic today, Cam. I'm finally under my line. Hey, good pick. Good topic too, mate. Good I, topic. I like mm. Share it with us. It's a scary one. Lying to yourself or lying to others, what's more dangerous? Mm. Well, both. Both, but I think... Um, no, the question is, what's more? What's more dangerous is lying to yourself, in my opinion. Chris? Yeah, lying to yourself, I think, is far more dangerous. Yeah. I think I'm always going to pick an argument for the other side. Pretend <laughs> um, you're a politician. They lie to everyone. Uh, <laughs> This is normally where TL and I try and pick the other side to you two, but yeah, yeah well, we, we, we can spin it our own ways. But you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it, I think it's everyone would have chosen that sort of mm. that answer, you know. Right, let me ask it. you this let's see. I, I raised, raised the topic with someone today, or someone said, What are you talking about on the podcast? and I said this, and they said, Oh, well, they're both the same because if you're lying to somebody else, you're lying to yourself. What do we think about that? No. They're not. Not equivocally, unequivocally, no, or is it a grey area? No, I think I think it's not the same. I think lying to others um, 
and there's a positive and a negative spin on on lying to others. I mean, um, a, being a coach of a team and there's one player that's not the best, come on, Johnny, you can do it. You know, it's a lie, you can't do it, but he's got to try his best and you've got to try and encourage him and blah, 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 right? So there's, there's positive lies and there's those negative lies that we use to avoid confrontation, conflict, yeah. uh, losing face, um, what, for whatever reason. But I think internally, when we lie to ourselves internally, it's not for those reasons. Mm. I, I, I think it's, it, it is for other reasons. And, and whether it's, because you're not going to fight with yourself. I didn't, I didn't clarify. So the, the person's point was just because you're lying to somebody else, you're also lying to yourself at the same time in every instance. No, I, 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 well, you know the truth. When you say that lie, you know the truth, so you're not. So you can, in my opinion, you can be lying to somebody else and yourself at the same time. That is true, but there are also many times you can be lying to somebody else and not lying to yourself. Like uh, if I tell Ellie Dangerfield she's a great singer, that's mm. lying to her, but me knowing full well she can't sing, I'm not lying to myself. Right? Yeah. Ellie, if you're there. You're uh, a great singer. Yeah, yeah. For some people, it's an easy, right? Oh, well, if you lie to somebody else, you're lying to yourself. No, because some people tell lies on purpose, knowing full well they're lies, yes? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But we're talking about what's more dangerous. Mm. So what well, if I tell Ellie that she's a great singer and she quits a job in real estate because she's going to go off on a world tour and become the greatest singer in in um, rugby league history? What What... How dangerous is that for her? Because I think the lies Ellie would have to tell herself would be way bigger than the lies you told her. Yeah, exactly. For her to actually do that. Exactly. And if she took your advice, she should be shot anyway. But um... <laughs> how we work, mate. That's how we work. <laughs> yeah. The difference between asking for it and listening to it, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I still think, though, lying to yourself is probably more dangerous because, you know, if we speak from our own experiences, you would never, Ellie's one of your mates and good mates at that. So you're never going to tell somebody who's a good mate something that you know is not true. Um, oh, I'm an asshole. I'll tell her she can't sing every time she tries. Yeah, I know. But if she actually comes to you and says, Ken, you know what? I'm going to quit. I'm going to go out on a tour. And well, you're going to. What about me. the 50? What about the 50 friends around her? They go, oh, that was so good, babe. That was so uh, good. We can't control that. That's 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 them and whatever. At the oh, end of the night lying. or the beginning that's, of the night. That's lying to somebody else in a dangerous fashion, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not you lying to somebody else. What about when we tell our kids that you can have anything you want and, and uh, you, you know, whatever you dream of, kid, you mm. can be it. Is that not dangerous? Absolutely. And this is what I was saying. But it's dangerous. But we, I think we're lying to ourselves to start with. Um, yeah. Because I, I think the dangerous thing is on ourselves, within ourselves, I think. We're harder on ourselves than we ever are on anyone else. Okay. You mentioned and even politicians before. Politicians Sorry. are getting up there and lying to us every day. And we're basing our decision on who runs the country off those lies. Isn't that more dangerous than telling myself I look good in the mirror when really I know that I'm 30 kilos overweight? And with politics, as has always been the case, we catch them out in one lie and then we have to question everything thereafter that comes out of their mouth. That's just the nature of the beast in politics because it almost always 
almost always happens. They promise one thing, they don't deliver. The media lies to us every day. We don't exactly. question ourselves. We believe what they say. Isn't the media very dangerous? Isn't that extremely dangerous? Actually, I found an argument. I am on the other side of the fence. Lying to others is more dangerous than lying to yourself. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe so. But I, I, look, I, th those, I think we all know, anyone with some sort of intelligence knows to take media stories, uh, politician talk, all with a grain of salt. We understand that. But Who I think understands that? What are you talking about? I think the majority of people understand that. Um, yeah. There are some people out there still lying to themselves saying, no, no, that must be true. But I, I think those lies that we say to ourselves, like you said, Kim, you know, you know when you're, you, you're overweight and you shouldn't be eating the extra biscuit or drinking the extra bottle of wine or whatever it may be. Um, and, and you think, oh, no, you know, it's okay, it's okay. And you're lying to yourself. I think it's more dangerous for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. How is that dangerous? Don't I have the right to be happy with who I am? You do. But, like, if you, you put it in context, though. Like, you think about... You think about people in our positions, right? We all own so, so if my wife, which she doesn't, right? She doesn't, but say my wife tells me I'm, ha I'm happy with you just the way you are and I'm on blood pressure medication, cholesterol medication, um, I, I break a rib if I sneeze, um, I'm at least 30... At no, least, you're the only one that can make least, the change. At least... The only one that can on, make the change. Yeah, no, but I'm at least 30 kilos overweight. But well, my partner, the woman I've married and love, and again, I just want to reiterate, Crystal does not do this, but she tells me what she thinks all the time. Yeah. But imagine if she was in my ear saying, you're great, you don't have to change, don't you dare change. In fact, if you do change, you're in trouble. Isn't that more dangerous than me lying to myself saying... Depends you know, on whether you believe it. Like, if you know... You're going to kill me. No, because if she tells me that and I believe it, I'm going to die. Yeah, but if you know yeah, it yourself... It's about as dangerous as it can get when it's life-threatening. No, because... If you're on all that medication, if you're on all that medication, the doctor's already told you something else. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's your decision. Who do you believe? The medical profession with years and years of experience or the wife? You know what's dangerous, Chris? Your Dude, wife told wait, you. It's up to you to make that decision. Yeah, I know. You've got to dodge the you know flying saucers and your shit. Your wife here, told you you look good with long hair, mate. Yeah. Lie. <laughs> no, but on a serious note, guys, let's bring it, let's use the analogy of work, you know, like, and lying to yourself. We've all seen people in our positions who uh, will start a business and they'll say, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything that the book tells me to do or someone tells me to do. They're lying to themselves, you know. Other people can be in the background going, yeah, you're doing a great job and yeah, geez, you're working hard and all the rest of it, but you know in yourself that you're not, but you play the game anyway. I don't know. There's a price to pay for telling the truth, but there's a bigger price to pay for living a lie. And, you know, I think within yourself, if you're living a lie in that position and you go broke and all the rest of it, to me, that's probably more dangerous than, you know, the no, but if, if point. I have those doubts about myself as a, as a sales agent, I'm doing what's in the book and it's not working. And then the guy who owns the business or my sales manager or my peers around me who have been doing it a lot longer than me, pat me on the back and go, don't worry, mate, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job mm. when you're not, but you go, oh shit, maybe I'm being too hard on myself. I am doing a great job. All of a sudden it's the people lying to you that are more dangerous than yourself. But sometimes, and that's what I said, sometimes those words of encouragement are what you need to maybe get that little bit of, of a boost. 
Mm. And that's why I said to you right on the onset, there's there's the negative and the positive side of set of lies. And that positive set of lies is a little bit of encouragement saying, you know, you're on the right track. It doesn't happen overnight. You've got to keep going. Don't stop. But internally, what's what's worse than staying in a job that you're not happy with, knowing mm. there's something that you'd rather be doing and lying going, but I can't get there because I'm not good enough or I, can't, I shouldn't do that because of, you know, so forth. And then and lying to yourself to justify why you should say something. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's obvious that lying to yourself is always going to be far more dangerous. How is that obvious, mate? Because if enough because people just, tell you you're doing the right person. thing, one thing we know about human beings is they don't like anyone flocking, uh, straying from the flock, right? So we'll do everything we can to keep someone in the herd. We don't like lone wolves. We like sheep, yeah. right? So we'll tell them anything we need to tell them to keep them in the herd. Even if they're going, right, I'm not doing good enough, but boss says I'm doing good enough, or wife says I, I don't need to lose weight, or pick any example. Mum says I can be anything I want to be when I grow up. Right? Mm. People doing that with their own agenda is way more dangerous than you going, oh, don't worry, mate, you did your best. Mm. Okay, but on that, on that mindset, then that person has the ability to take that on and accept that, right? Knowing that it's possibly a lie and they're going, oh, well, if they're telling me it must be true, or they've got the ability to go, you know what? They're telling me, but I know that's that's wrong, but I'll keep doing what they're doing. No, because we know that the majority of people don't have that ability. Right? Oh, we I don't, I don't We've said it here. We've said it here. Common sense isn't that common. Critical thinking isn't taught. So you can't contradict all your previous arguments, Chris, to try and win this one. We use, I use a line in um, in real estate that says, mate, I don't control the market. You don't control the market. The buyer doesn't actually control the market. The media controls the market. If the media says the market's good, buyers are everywhere. If the media says market's going to crash, buyers nowhere, they control the market. Media is lying all the time, depending on what side of politics they're on, especially during the election. It's funny reading the different papers. Yeah. They've been wrong about every single real estate prediction they've ever made for as long as I've been able to listen to it. So they're lying to others and others are forming their decisions on whether they buy their dream home or don't buy their dream home based on what a current affairs told them. And the other line, because the other line I use is, unfortunately, more people will listen to a current affair than they do to the people on the front line. And no one has ever argued. And I know you two can't argue with that logic. So you're actually fighting a dead-end argument. You know I'm right. Uh, yeah. Lying to other people is way more dangerous than lying to yourself. I don't I don't totally disagree with what you're saying, but I think... Ooh, I'm winning one over. No, 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 no. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. But the question was, is lying to yourself or others more dangerous? I think if we're talking about us as in if i lie to chris or i lie to myself what's more dangerous not if the whole public is lying to us or the whole media is lying to us or whatever if i tell myself that the market's bad and i don't want to buy that's okay to fix me if i tell somebody else the market's bad and don't buy which would be lying to them mm -hmm. that affects multiple people who aren't me isn't that more dangerous than just little old me no, well, I think no self-absorbed that everything's about us is. i'm hurting myself it's got to be worse than hurting hundreds of other people. Right? I think it's more dangerous though. I hear, here's why I think it's Vladimir Putin lying and saying, oh, the Ukraine were about to invade us, so we'll blow up the whole country, more dangerous than him going, oh, oh I know deep down that's not true. That's only hurting himself. 
but he's just killed how many hundreds of thousands of people doing it. Tell yeah. me what's more dangerous. Going back to the topic. Knows I'm right. Lying to yourself or lying to others, what is more dangerous? If we lie to ourselves, Chris snuck a little sneaky one in there saying that. If <laughs> I'm so sneaky. <laughs> Look, I think at the end of the day, I think if we lie to ourselves, we're denying our own truth even, and we know better. So we're, we're actually, um, we're, uh, what's the word? Um, stopping our own potential. We lie to ourselves, we're stopping our own potential. It's like, and let's be real, let's all be human and honest right now. It's, is it easier to lie to somebody else or lie to yourself? What do you guys think? It's easier to lie to yourself. I disagree. What do you think, Ken? Oh, I think we lie to ourselves every day. I think we do too. But I think in the whole scheme of things, is do you think it's easier to lie to someone else or to yourself? Because when you lie to yourself, you know, and you have to live with that and, and you know in yourself it's not right and, and you got to, that lives with you and, and it, it stays with you and it affects you in many ways. But you can say to somebody, hey, listen, yeah, that looks lovely and you look fine. You're only a heartless prick if you lie to someone and don't feel anything about it. Exactly. But that's my... No, it's not exactly. That's not what you were just saying. No, but that's what I'm saying. You're saying you lie to yourself, it hurts you and you and you, you hold that deep. You tell a lie to somebody else and you don't feel anything, then yeah. you end up on the um, CI channel on Foxtel and under Serial Killer Sunday yeah. because you don't <laughs> feel empathy for anybody. Right? That's my question. Is it easier to lie to someone else or to yourself? To yourself. Somebody else? To yourself. Mm. Mate, you're in bed. You're in bed. No, it's easier to lie to somebody else. Because you, you need to get up to go to the gym and go, oh, it's all right. I'll sleep for my five more minutes. It's okay. It's not okay. Get your fucking ass out of bed. It's fine. It's easy. It's yeah. easy to lie to somebody else because it doesn't hurt as much as lying to yourself. Exactly. You can say what you need to say, walk away, and you forget about it. It's That's easier it. to lie to somebody else. But I think it's, it, it's it, easy to lie to the missus when she asks me, do I look good in this dress? It's very easy to lie, right? That's I called self-preservation. That's called self-preservation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I did it once. Know, look, you know what they say about sprinkling eating glitter? That what? what? You know what they say about sprinkling eating glitter? Sprinkling and glitter? You can't you polish get a bird lube, but you can oh. sprinkle it in glitter. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> or you can roll it in glitter. I, I um, may or may not have. May, may not. Righto. Yeah, but I reckon, I reckon I'm still winning. What's I, don't a, I don't know. I don't know. What's I the don't worst know. lie you can tell yourself? That you're doing everything you can when you know you're not. And that's that, the worst. What's the most sorry, what's the most dangerous lie you can tell yourself? So that's yours, Lou. Well, kind of. I wasn't finished, but yeah, we'll go with that. No, you go, go, keep going. Oh, well, when like I think dangerous is when you tell I must yourself be drunk, I just apologize for cutting Lou off. <laughs> when you tell yourself you've done everything you can when you know you've you could have done better. But I think also when you, when we talk about values and virtues and things like that, when we say this is our values and virtues and we don't live them, you know, I think that's the worst lie that we can tell ourselves as well. Because that's the most dangerous. I think so. But like, uh, well, if you can combine that into to one, when you when you say you're living your best life and doing the right thing and everything else, and you're not, and you know that, and you know that. I think they're pissed with Chris. What's the worst, most dangerous lie you can tell? When yourself? you set yourself your own personal commitments in your head, and you and you and you don't live up to those commitments, and it could be a number of things. 
And it could be little suggestions like Lou said about doing the, you know, best you can for the day or, you know, you're going to get up for the gym or you're going to go and see your parents or whatever it may be. Those little commitments that you say to yourself. That's the most dangerous lie we can tell ourselves. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because though, I'll tell you why. Because those little things damage your self-esteem and your self-worth. Those little things turn out to be big things. That's and it's the accumulation of those little chips, those little chips that create cracks and those cracks turn into big problems later on in life, mate. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying it's far more dangerous to lie to yourself because you're doing it constantly. Okay. It's like Chinese water torture where the drip, one drip at a time, one drip at a time, one drip at a time, it'll send you crazy. And before long, you think, well, I'm no good at that because you've told yourself the lies that I can do it tomorrow. You don't do it tomorrow. And then it just gets to a time I think someone's internet stuffed up again. Move the cupboard, Cam. Move the cupboard. Rearrange your room, your bedroom. But whilst he's frozen, we'll carry on, Chris, because exactly what you're saying, I think part of the biggest lie that we can tell ourselves um, or or dangerous lie that we can tell ourselves, when it does... Hang on. It's coming back. We're back. When it, it like, just whilst we're on that, exactly what Chris said, when it comes to family, these little things, when we say we're going to be there, we're going to turn up, we're going to make sure we make that carnival. We're going to be the most I miles off. You no, no, aren't no. thinking deep enough, guys. No, but Honestly, no, but you haven't let me finish. If you hear what I'm about to say, those are the little moments, and I know you love all my Brene Brown teachings, but those are the little moments in which you build trust and connection and relationships. You should wife swap one time. Blue, you can have Grant Burge and, and okay. or Burge Grant. And, and you can have Brene Brown. Perfect. But those are the times in which we connect and build those moments of trust, which add up to be a lifelong. So that's a lie you're telling other people, Lou, not yourself. No, 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 no. no. But these are commitments you give yourself, Ken. You, you don't have to tell yourself. other people. Yeah, you tell no, yourself. No, she's saying if you make commitments to other people, you don't turn up. No, what I'm saying is. You took it out of context. You, exactly. you make a promise to yourself that I'm going to do this. I'm going to call such and such. I'm going to do such and such and so forth. I'm going to make more commitments. You're talking, we're not going right, to prepare to have your minds blown. Hang on, you both right, prepare to have your minds blown. Okay, because That's before good. I got on here, I thought the answer was it's more dangerous to lie to yourself. So I'm going to jump on your side of the fence just for a second. Okay, and then I'm going to completely destroy you because <laughs> my first, when I asked myself what's the most dangerous lie you could tell yourself, my first answer was it's yeah. not my fault. That is the most dangerous lie you could tell yourself. And then second answer clicked in and our little mate, I reckon I know what our little mate's answer would be if he was here and he's not, he's on a plane. Probably the most dangerous lie you can tell yourself is that you're not good enough. Yeah, probably. This is what I'm saying. No, it's not what you were saying, mate. It's if you make commitments and you don't keep them, if you tell yourself you're not worthy and you tell yourself you're not good enough for success and you tell yourself you're not good enough to get out of bed and go to the gym, that's not making okay, so a commitment. You, you articulated what I was trying to say. Right. But okay. so the two most dangerous lies you can tell yourself are it's not my fault. Yeah. Because that turns into lies to other people. Oh, it's everyone else but me. And that will leave you nowhere in life and cause you a lot of trouble. Can I ask you guys a question on that, Cam? I'll ask you. Do you guys say that to yourselves at all? That's not my fault. It's not my responsibility, not my fault. But I think, I think, I think no, one people step, do it every day. One people, step I, I've never used that one. I, I don't people know. Are about to, we're about to go through it, Chris. People are about to blame the market for why they're shit real estate agents and they're not making any money. 
right? Yeah, but, but, People are about to blame staff for why they're not making any money. And I'm not saying we here do it. I'm saying what's the most dangerous, right? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. what, what we tell ourselves. Okay. But hang on, oh, is that a lie or is that an excuse? Because there's a very big bloody difference. It's a lie. It's not my no, fault. It's, a lie. it's, it's a their lie. fault. It's always on them, Lou. That's how it is a lie. They go, it's and, not my but fault. But the, the, the thing about it is it goes further than the example. Especially if they believe it. Fuck that it's not my fault. It's not my fault is every single aspect of your life. And that's where people don't get. I've spoken about this before. The success principle is Jack Canfield. Until you admit that you are 100% responsible for everything that happens in your life, you will go nowhere. And people then go, well, I got cancer. That's not my fault. No, but the way you reacted to getting cancer yeah. is your fault. Yeah, yeah. So the outcome and his, his algorithm is E plus R equals R. Event plus response equals the outcome. The event itself, you got cancer. How you responded to it, that determined the outcome, not you getting cancer. So every single aspect, good. And, the, and you know what I love about E plus R equals O? You get to take 100% responsibility for all the good shit in your life. Yeah. All right? You get to say when people go, you got lucky, you get to say, this is the first time I'm going to swear on this podcast. You get to say, fuck you. That was my doing. But you don't get to do that unless you go, shit, that was my fault when something goes wrong. Yeah. Okay. We are a world full of people who take all the credit for the good shit and none of the credit for the bad shit. Actually, yeah. So my initial answer is that's the most dangerous lie you can tell yourself is it's not my fault because that means you're not in control of what you're doing and your life is determined by other people, which we know isn't true. Mm. And you know deep down it's not true. Yeah. You get pissed and fire up at your wife because she burnt the sausages. It wasn't the burnt sausages because you were pissed and you're an asshole, right? That's it's your fault. My wife never burns any food ever. We've got smoke <laughs> alarms everywhere. I clarify that, Cam. Yeah. Right. Book. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, we don't. You know what? And, and the, the answer to the same question about not good enough. No one sits there consciously. Well, a lot of people do actually, but we probably don't sit there consciously and say, oh, "I'm not good enough." Mm. But we all have situations in life or, or reasons for not doing something because we don't feel we're worthy of it. We all have people come to us and congratulate us for doing something good. And we go, oh, mate, you know, it was not because we don't feel like we deserve the award, right? Or, or we don't deserve the accolade or we don't even deserve the compliment. Someone came into our office today. Someone said, oh, geez, I love what you've done with your hair. Answer was, oh, it's, it's a little bit too short. I said, just take a fucking compliment. Would you? Yeah. I was having a moment of, yeah, we all do that. Mm -hmm. You look like you've lost weight. Oh, no, I haven't lost any, right? Or or whatever. Just take the freaking compliment because deep down we're telling ourselves mm. we're not good enough. And mm. and Thomas in his book that's going to come out, it'll, it'll probably, there'll be a section in there probably about when we do achieve a level of success, because we keep telling ourselves we're not good enough, we will do anything we can to sabotage it. We know every people win lotto. And then spend all the money, right? Because they don't, deep down, they never thought they deserved the money in the first place. We all know agents who will make a million dollars a year, but are still broke as batshit because they don't yeah. feel good enough. So those two combined are probably the worst lies you can tell yourself. But yeah. given that I'm on the other side of the fence to you, the most dangerous lie you can tell is telling somebody else that they're not good enough. 
telling yeah. a child, and, and this is where abuse starts, right? Telling a friend because you want to feel good about yourself and you want to make sure that no one surpasses you on the level, you're not good enough. You'll never be as successful as you think. Your dreams are rubbish. Um, you're never going to get there. You're from a poor home. Well, how dare you think you can you can um, be the prime minister one day or all that shit? That's more dangerous. That is the most dangerous lie we can tell, but it's telling it to others. You're not good enough. Yeah, but I don't think we would ever do that. Like, unless I'm talking about us, Lou. It happens every day. Yeah, I know. But you're saying the most dangerous lie you can tell others is that they're not good enough. Like, yes. I would. I would, I mean, if somebody said to me, hey, listen, you know, like what you said about Ellie, I'm going to go leave this job and become a singer. Like if I knew full well that Ellie couldn't sing shit, I would say to her, hey, Ellie, mate, I, I actually think that's not the smartest. Stop talking about Ellie, so I'm going to get shot. <laughs> She'll be fine. But, you know, that's not, that's not telling her she's not good enough. That's being honest. I'm talking about what we would do, Luke. I'm saying what is the most dangerous lies you can tell? Well, telling someone yeah, that they not good you, you, you've, you've really sort of argued for us there because you've said it's your fault how you respond to the news when you get cancer. It's not your fault that you've got cancer. But it's right. your fault for how you respond to how you respond to the news. So wouldn't it also be then the biggest thing would be how we respond to someone saying you're not good enough. Yes, wouldn't for that a while, be but... how you responded to that? Yeah. And I used the to lie think... on believing it or the lie on. On, on accepting it when it, it it then falls on us not the person I used to think the same thing Chris until someone said this to me environment will always overcome will so if you're surrounded by 10 people telling you you're not good enough it doesn't matter if you're still in that situation and you don't leave it or don't have the ability to leave it or think you don't have the ability to leave it then eventually even the strongest minded yeah, we'll 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 end up believing that they're not good enough, mate. Battered, battered. What they say? Battered women, but that's it goes both ways. So I won't do that. But domestic violence victims stay because they are beaten into submission that they're not good enough, and this is their lot in life. Right? Yeah, but that's scientifically proven. That's that's beyond yeah. anything. So it's the old saying. I'm right. I'm right as, at the same time because it is still your fault that you're stuck in that situation. It is still your fault that environment overcame will, but environment will always overcome will. If you're in an office of, I wasn't in a good environment when I started. I left that environment right and started my own environment. But many, 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 many people have stayed. Many, 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 many people careers have failed because regardless of how good your positive intentions are coming out, and again, if a little man was here, he'll tell you all the time about how many absolute killers in real estate leave his training program only get destroyed the minute they go back into the office because there'll be a team member, a manager, or an owner who couldn't bear to have them do better than them. Oh, of course. Right? And so then the most dangerous lie that comes out is... You can't, don't, don't believe what you learn at training. The real world doesn't work like that. Blah, 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 blah. And you know it's right because it's happened in all our offices, right? You know, I'm not telling porky pies. So, again, other people's words will hurt you way more, more dangerous for you than your own. Yeah, I don't know, though. I, I, I totally hear what you're saying, but I think it's what we tell ourselves every day is what we live and breathe and act upon. And we've just said it here that, you know, the event equals the what is it the the <laughs> response the event plus response equals the outcome 
That's right. So if the event is what we tell ourselves and we respond in that way, that equals our outcome of how we work that day, live that day. Love, dream, do whatever that day. So I think what we tell ourselves, lie or not, is probably more dangerous than anything else we tell anyone else. No. Mate, dangerous. What's dangerous? So if 100 people die or one person dies, what's more dangerous? It depends what they died of. And Sorry, I missed that. My internet broke. So, so an event happens. There's, a, there's an event that happens. One person dies or 100 people die. Which event's more dangerous? Well, obviously, you would think that the event where 100 people died was had to be more dangerous. More dangerous but you can't, you can't say that. You can't prove that. It could have been a bomb versus a bullet. Like, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a hard one to answer. Internet off. So, so, well, Chris is getting upset. Chris is firing up at the kids. I bet his teenagers has just come home and logged into. <laughs> all right, so let's go. We're down to two listeners, so it can't possibly get any worse. We'll be all right. <laughs> you tell yourself a lie. Yep. Because of that lie, you kill yourself. You get up on stage and tell 20 million people a lie. And all of a sudden, you've gassed 8 million Jews. What's more dangerous? And got away with it for a long time. I guess. Which, which lie was more dangerous, the lie to yourself or the lie to other people? Now, Hitler did both, right? He, he lied to himself that he was the Fuhrer and he ended up killing himself. But before he did that, the danger of his lies to other people killed 8 million. Mm. Which one are we more up to? Which was more dangerous? In that instance, it was obviously the one that killed 8 million. Game, set, match. The biggest lie was the one that hit his mum because his dad. Yeah, it's okay tonight. We can have you. What was that, Chris? It's all right, don't worry. It was a bad joke. All um, of a sudden, we're up to four, mate. We've mentioned Hitler and suicide, and we're up to double their audience. <laughs> no, but seriously, there's my point. And I know it's an extreme example, but lying to somebody else has the potential to affect way more people than lying to yourself. And, and look, someone will come back and go, well, killing yourself affects other people too. 100% it does. Still not the same circle that would be affected by telling... Yeah, on that scale, on that scale though. But if well, we're talking about most dangerous here, we're not here for, yeah, we're not here for silver medals. That is an extreme. I mean, that is not the everyday. The most, I mean, what does the word most mean? Most dangerous. But what but what it means, we're talking about an extreme scale. In my opinion, the way I took the topic today, we were talking about our personal like experience. Like I'm not going to get up in a crowd of eight million people and tell them something. Yeah, um, but that hasn't stopped you trying. I've been at awards not when you've tried to grab the microphone. <laughs> that hasn't stopped you trying, mate. And that would have been dangerous. So for the good of the community, I had to kick you off stage, all right? <laughs> It hasn't stopped you. Don't you say you wouldn't grab the microphone. If you were at a Nazi march and you'd had enough Bavarian beer, you'd be straight up there and listen here, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I think, you know, on that level, that is obviously the worst lie. Yeah, the question was, what's the most dangerous? Yourself or others? Others. But I think, you know what? That's one person affecting 8 million. I think telling ourselves a lie affects everyone. That's right. That's true. Well, exactly. Because if you don't Absolutely. know, mate. Absolutely. 
And I think there's a lot of people out there that often tell ourselves, you know, you're not good enough or we're not good enough. People, other people don't have to tell us. A lot of us have that self-doubt and we don't need others to say it to us. Mm. Um, and, and a lot of us believe it, unfortunately. But there's a few lucky yeah. ones. We're not born with that self-doubt, Chris. So where do we get it from? Oh, other people taught. telling us. We're taught, yeah. yeah we're taught yeah, by what? Other people. Other people society, telling yeah. us we're not good enough. society's expectations on ourselves. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I can't it's, believe I was going to start this on the wrong side of the fence. I'm so glad I'm on the, the right side. The event of no society. one's born thinking they're not good enough, but other people tell them and all of a sudden they're not good the enough. Other, thing other is, people lying to others is the most dangerous thing on the planet. No one's born lying either. Nobody is born knowing how to lie. It's something that they develop over time and that's generally because their experiences and growing up and what they go through and it's sometimes it is to... For, for, for self-preservation, image, ego, whatever, it's to fit in, greed. It's, it's, yeah, so it's greed, it's to, you know, like look at your, oh, I probably won't go there, but, you know, like people, you know, one of your topics you suggested, Cam, was um, why do people lie in job interviews, you know, like why do people lie? Like, and let's use that example. We won't go into too much detail, but was that, more dangerous for him or you in that scenario? Us. Mm. Yeah. Now lying to others is more dangerous than lying to yourself. He already but, knew. But he didn't get his dream job that he was all set and ready to roll for until you found out the truth. So was it more dangerous to you or for him being the one who told the lie, was it Us. actually dangerous for him? I don't Us. know. So, so someone who's lied to get a job in that instance and especially lied about... Um, um, health issues and different bits and pieces and someone who's being hired in a management role, mm. how dangerous is that for the rest of our team? How dangerous I, is that for my business? So I don't, I don't, one, guy, one guy is stays unemployed or we lose our business. What's more dangerous? Absolutely. I don't disagree with you. but well, You are disagreeing. No, but I'm not really. What I'm saying is for him in that instance, was it more dangerous for him at, in that instance, lying to himself or lying to you, and I—that's that's where I'm looking at the the topic that we're talking about. I'm, I, I understand the outcome would have been catastrophic for you had you not found out, but more dangerous than for him. He started unemployed. He's remained unemployed. But if we yeah, but a... mate, he's already got mental health issues. There's issues there previously. So moving forward, him trying to convince himself that he may have been ready long-term may have been majorly detrimental to himself. Mm -hmm. Yes, maybe it could have been detrimental to business as well. But, but I'll go back. Also one catastrophic man, One man suffering, costing 10 people their jobs and, a couple, and me, my business and my house and my family. What's more dangerous? And that's not, being un, that's not being unempathetic to the individual, but that's not the question we're asking. It's bad for everybody, right? Okay, yeah. Bad for everybody. The question you know, is what's in real estate, more dangerous? Within real estate, I was just thinking about this. Within real estate, we always speak about, um, and and Thomas has brought this up about having having a cap for real estate agents that a light comes on every time they tell a lie to their vendors as they're speaking to the vendors, right? So the vendors know immediately that. Uh, oh, Chris is about to win my point for me. Do it. Hang on a second, hang on. But on that scenario, bloody hell! Look at that. On that scenario, who does it damage more? That 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 owner. Or that agent's reputation in the long term. Uh, that agent goes on to get another listing and another listing and another listing. But does he? And that owner loses two hundred thousand dollars, 
or their dreams of moving. Mate, you've just made my point completely for me because we all know we all know shonky agents in business. We all know shonky agents that have made millions and millions and millions of dollars, but we also all know every bankrupt. Is it all money, mate? Are they morally bankrupt? Have they given up their their morals, their values, and yeah, their family? For behind. them, it doesn't mean dangerous. We might think it's but dangerous. We don't know that. Them. You're judge. You're making that judgment for them. We don't know what's behind the scene, Cam. Please, keep doing it. You're making me nervous. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the gun. But down. the other question is this: like, and on the other side, we. I'm not we holding have, a gun to your head, Chris, but I'm right. <laughs> we've had this saying. We've had this saying before. We've all heard this saying: buyers are liars. Because we know, even I did it when I bought my first house. What's your budget? Oh, my budget's six fifty, but they didn't know I could spend seven fifty, right? Yeah. It buys a lot. There's this saying: buys a lot. Now, is the is it damaging the buyer more, or is it damaging on the other side? No, buyers aren't lies. Real estate agents haven't earned the trust of buyers. Right, okay. We're but going in a completely different... the old analogy. I'm using the old analogy. Yeah, that... but the old analogy is actually buyers are liars and vendors are worse. Yeah, but oh, buyers are liars, but they also course. can't tell the truth is what I say because, you know what, a buyer doesn't know what they want to spend until they see the right house. And I think going back to what Chris is saying is in that instance... If the buyer said they had six fifty when they really had seven fifty, is that worse for the buyer or more dangerous for the buyer or more dangerous for dangerous for the property that they were going to buy or or the relationship with that agent? You know what? In that instance, who really knows? I mean, they could have missed out on ten great homes and bought one that they didn't really like, but at the same time, they could have saved themselves a hundred grand. So who? What is we're the talking end? about, guys? That's where we're going to um, superficial levels, right? So I don't, I, don't, I don't think I don't think I think. Honestly, I think the buyer example is a super superficial level because buyers will never won't tell you. I work in a town here where let's just say one of us, oh, I, I believe one of us is working ethically and one of us isn't. So when when we have buyers come to Ellie and I and they've been working with this other mob, they won't open up to us, they won't tell us what they're really looking for, and they definitely won't tell us how much money they've really got. And if we tell them we've got an offer on a property, they won't believe us. And then we sell the property and they come to us and go, oh, sorry, we should have believed you. And from that point forward, all our buyers, all our best buyers are the buyers that have had to deal with us twice because it's taken them one time to realise that we don't lie, okay? And that's because real estate agents are arseholes. Our industry is morally bankrupt across the board, right? And, and if you're the one good agent in an area or the one or two good agents in an area, you're fighting an uphill battle the minute you walk through someone's door. So the minute I pick up the phone or walk through someone's door, usually the first thing I say is, look, I know I'm a real estate agent. I know I don't actually like them. And you're going to have to trust me. And if you can't trust me, we, we're not going to be able to work together. In a, in a sense where an agent has lied to a vendor, mm. so dangerous. Yeah. In the instance where a buyer has lied to us about how much money they got, I don't friggin' blame them because the majority of us don't deserve to hear the truth. Right? And that's not dangerous. They miss out on the first house and then they'll buy the second house, right? But um, we know too many people who have made millions and millions of dollars lying to vendors and still do because they're... And that's what's going to come out in this market. All those people either keep lying and go broke Right, and get found out. Um, and I don't know how they sleep at night, Chris, but how do 
serial killers sleep at night, how do sociopaths yeah. sleep at night, people well, sleep at night. That, well, that's a different story. They lack, they lack a, a, the empathy gene. Uh, they they yeah. lack empathy altogether. So they have yeah, but again, own. lying to others is way yeah. more dangerous. Yeah, but I, I, think, I think when it comes to lying, if you're not a sociopath, sorry, if you're not a what's it what's it called when you're a constant liar, a pathological liar. If you're not a pathological liar, which is a medical condition, right? It could be the biggest I word believe, you've ever used on this podcast. Sorry, say that again. It could be the biggest word you've ever used on this podcast. Cheers <laughs> to you, sir. I won't I've ask got you another to spell word it. for you, son. I won't but ask I you to spell it. it. I'm just saying. <laughs> P A Q uh P A C H A L O G I C A L. Yeah, come on. Well, I think the A is supposed to be an O, so pathological. But anyways, carry on. Go again. I'm in trouble if I'm taking spelling lessons from you, Louise Fleming. Just saying. <laughs> I went to Marta Day, not Doric and I. Mate. And, and he loved English <laughs> and it is Mr. Salyan. He loved reading and he loved writing stories and blah 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 blah. Right? Yeah. Marta so, Gay. You went to Marta Gay. Did you hear it? Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. No, don't turn this into hey, hey. So you no, lying I'm to not. others. Lying to others this whole time. I think I've actually won this argument. So no, 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 okay, so let done me, nothing I'll, to convince I'll, me that lying to yourself is so I think these, and, and we'll use the, the example of the agents that are continually lying, but I know, they know they're lying, right? There's no, that they leak empathy. I think they build up scar tissue um, and the lie starts at this big and then they get used to that big and then they can go, and it's like working a muscle, that lying muscle becomes really, really well. I do you're lying right now because you're talking about something you've got no idea about. When was the last time you worked a muscle? My time. Hmm. Um, so... I honestly believe these these people know they're lying. They get better and, and more tolerant of the repercussions personally. But I do believe it will have an effect in their lives. Karma can't not bite you in the ass. Mm. Karma, it's got to come back to mm. them. You brought, up, yeah. you brought up a saying before, mate, buyers are lies. What about another one? Nice guys finish last. Well, it doesn't catch up to them. It doesn't catch up to them. Not in that sense. Because you know what happens? They lie once, they get paid thirty thousand dollars. They lie again, they get paid thirty thousand dollars. They probably started their career going up. How about this? Okay. I'm going to be the only honest agent. I'm never going to lie about the price of a house. Never, ever, ever. Until they realise they haven't got a listing. Until they lie about one, then they lied about a price, and I went, "Oh shit, mm. got the listing." And oh shit, might have taken six months, but it eventually sold five hundred thousand dollars under what I told them. But I got paid. Then we go, ah. Oh. How about this, how about this though, guys? Like, let's let's look at this as a as a as an example, okay? And I had this conversation with somebody yesterday. Um, long story short, Lou, when you bought once, your, I want Steve to jump out of the dark there and then he'll jump out. He'll jump out. He's he's still learning the ropes. He does have no idea about technology. But anyways, somebody said I had a conversation with Maddie yesterday. Maddie, who works for us, and look. It, it basically went along the lines of when I sold my first house, the first time I ever, I wasn't in real estate. I did what most owners do. I went with the cheapest agent. And at that point, this is how I came into connection and, and met Darren and end up working for Darren. I um, chose the cheapest agent because in my mind, that was who was better for the job because it was the cheaper one. Okay. That person never sold it, was never going to sell it. Listed with Darren, Darren sold it, great price, much, much more expensive, led to my job and now I'm here 13 years later, 14 years later. But at that point, and I was reading something today when I was trying to do a little bit of research, 
at that point, and the, and the thing that I found was, did they lie to you about who they were or did you lie to yourself about who they were? And in that moment, I think what I did was I lied to myself about going, okay, well, if he's that expensive but has the runs on the board, either everybody else is an idiot and I'm the smart one or I'm the dumb one and everybody else is smart. But I went with lying to myself. Well, they obviously must, if they're the cheaper agent, they, you know, they obviously can do the job as well. So I think this comes into play as well. When, when I read that, I thought, wow, that's so true. And that's just one example in that moment. They didn't lie about who they were as in like Darren didn't lie about who he was. The other people still thought they were the best, but did I lie to myself about who they were? And there's no cure for stupidity. We all, know we all know better. We all know better. You know, like no cure for stupidity, but that's not a lie you told yourself. That's a. But was it? But 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 at the time, was it? Look at a piece of paper. No, but you listen. This is what we deal with every day. You looked at a piece of paper. You looked at a piece of paper that said, "If I sell for this much, and this guy is charging me thirty thousand dollars, and this guy is charging me fifteen thousand dollars, obviously it makes sense to go with the fifteen thousand dollar option." You yeah. thought. You were being smart. You weren't lying to yourself. You didn't have the knowledge that you have now. That's not a lie. No, no, That's no, no. The bluff. That's no, the bluff no. that everyone falls no, for but... every day of the week. Right? No, it wouldn't no. happen if you went to Marta Day, but it happened because you were high, right? No, no, no. No, because in that moment, in that moment, it was like a pretty dire straight situation where I needed to sell that home. And for me, it was like, well, he's just, as you said, Cam, real estate agent, can't tell the truth, talking out his ass, whatever. This person, if they can sell for this price, why is he that price? It is better for me to go with that person. But I had this inkling in myself that, poor, well, they don't sell as much. They don't sell for as much. And um, But at the end of the day, it was emotion that drove me. But you know what it can, but you know what your story illustrates? My, my, my most dangerous lie. It's not my fault. If Darren Butcher missed that listing and he blamed you for making an idiotic decision, He's told himself the biggest lie. He wasn't good enough. He wasn't good enough to get your business, right? And that's on him. Yeah. Right? Yes. And and it's, it's so it's it's your fault that you didn't but make I'll, the right decision, I'll, and it's his I'll fault say. that he didn't win the business, right? So that's where, where you're agreeing with me again. Well, not necessarily because on me, I made a decision based on what I was telling myself about these people, even though in myself, I knew that they probably weren't the right person, but they were the cheaper person. So I lied to myself, trying to convince myself that who cares, let's just go with that. But really I knew the truth. So I fucking lied to myself is the bottom line and made the wrong decision, which turned out to bite me because we end up selling about six months later for less price, but still for a good price. So, you know, I, I, I think there's an argument. Listen, the question again, the question was, what is most dangerous? There are going to be examples and there are going to be gray areas and there are going to be things. And that's why I use the word superficial before. What you've experienced, what you've said there, Lou, isn't earth shattering as far as lies you tell yourself. Whereas, whereas no, we're, we're trying to disseminate yeah. what's worse than lying, lying to someone. Lying to somebody else affects way more people than lying to yourself. And that's the bottom line. We've all agreed that one person versus 100 people, 100 people is worse. So you, you no, haven't no, been no, able no, to undo no. that argument at all, which means... No, 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 no. What we agreed was dependent upon the circumstance, dependent upon the circumstance. If you're going to use Hitler 
If you tell a lie and 100 people are affected or you tell a lie and one person's affected, regardless of the lie, if you tell a lie and 100 people are affected versus one person, which lie was worse? Yeah, but you can't say that, Cam, because... No, because what if 99% of them didn't believe the lie, but they still died anyway or whatever shit you're going to say now? Like, I'm not. No, I'm not even talking about dying. I'm talking about affected negatively. Right? You tell, you're an agent. You tell 100 people that the market's still going up and they should hold out for more money, right? Or you tell yourself that the market's still going up and you should hold up for more money. All of a sudden, 100 people are sitting here with overpriced listings or you, which is worse. Yeah, obviously. In Which is that, worse. Yeah, but listen, screamer. End obviously, in that situation, that is worse to telling 100 people. Right. But so, so far, Hitler's worse and a lot of real estate agents worse. What else have we got? Okay, so let me give you an analogy then. Someone that you know dearly and, and it's you and that person and that person gets diagnosed with cancer, okay? And that person says, I'm done, I'm over it, this is not good, whatever. And you say to that person... Don't give up. Everything will be fine. You're going to live forever. You'll be magical. Life's going to get better from here. And, okay, so in that situation, something bad happens. What's worse? You're doing yourself. You're, you're doing what I said at the very start, which means you can lie to somebody else and lie to yourself at the same time. Yeah, but what's worse? They know they're going to die. So you've just racked yourself. I think the point is like... You're going to rack yourself with guilt because you told that person they were going to be okay. That where. I mean, you're stupid because that person knows they're going to die, but... But are they going to die? You've told, you only feel bad because you've told someone else a lie. You haven't lied to but yourself, so you've made my point again for me. Thank case you. by case circumstance. I think it's case by case circumstance. Sometimes it's worse to lie to others. Sometimes right. it's worse to lie to yourself. But right. I truly think when we lie to ourselves, we do more damage than lying to anyone else. <laughs> you know, on certain points, like you're saying, Cam, you, you are right in certain points when you say, and like when you got a megalomaniac like, Freaking Hitler, Bill Putin, or even the politicians that we've got to put up with at the moment. We're going to vote for them in a week. We're going to we, vote we have, for them in a week. We, 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 have, we have certain points, but there's 20 million people, 24 and a half million people in Australia. And I think the compound effect of them lying to themselves is way more damaging than the wars put together because we've got five and a half billion people Give on the planet. Give me an example, Chris. You can say what? it, but no one's provided an example. I've given you multiple examples where lying to other people is worse. Can, Give me you one. Can pick up, you can pick the examples, but you also can just use logic, mate, to say Give me one. What, no, what's, no, going to be, what's going to be worse? What's going to be worse? That, I, I, and I think it's the compound effect of people lying to themselves on a daily basis. When we go and list their house, what are we yeah. got to do legally? When we give someone a price, what are we got to provide? Show comparables. Evidence. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not you haven't shown me one shred of evidence. I'm giving you an opinion. The Department of Fair Trading is going to find the shit out of you because you haven't shown one shred of evidence. Giving you an opinion, and like you said, the majority of people would be telling themselves they're not good enough, or the majority of people are telling themselves, "Oh, it's all right. We'll do it tomorrow," or "I did. I worked hard enough," or whatever it may they be. They got that from somebody else, and that is a compounding effect, mate. And I think over a long-term period, that compounding effect. Over the millions and millions of people in the billions of people on the planet, I think it's way more dangerous. Um, and even they won't you know, the majority of people know. Majority of people know when they're being lied to. I believe yep. the majority of people know when they're being lied to. You are right when you said, Cam. You know, you are more the surrounds that you know. You are the the people that you hang around. Environmental yeah. laws overcome. Right. You're the well, sum of the hard. five people you hang around. It's one of the laws yeah. of the universe. It's hard hard to soar like a t eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys. 
Um, around the barbershop long enough, you're bound to get a haircut. Get a haircut, right? So, but I still, but I still believe that those majority of people know when they're being lied to, or they yeah. can feel it. Yeah. And it's the lie they tell themselves to accept that lie, which is more damaging. Yes. And I honestly believe even the people that were following Hitler at that time, a lot of them knew it was wrong. But they did it out of fear. None of... Bang. Boom. I, I, I've Stop. mentioned it on here before, but... Stop. I actually, I want you guys to read the four agreements. Not because you have to agree with it. Read them. I, I just want you to read it. Read them. Nothing that we have in this life came out of the womb. Right. We didn't have any not good enough when we were born. We didn't have any that's not my fault when we were born. We didn't have Why any concept of what society was when we were born. We didn't have any concept of success when we were born. We didn't have any concept of failure when we were born. We didn't have any concept of anything. Yeah, yeah we get In the four agreements, he calls it domestication. Right. Domestication is brought about by other people. We only know what a car is because somebody else told us that is a car, that four-wheeled thing over there. Same reason we can speak, mate. Same reason car. we can... Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the it's most learned. dangerous lies in the world come from other people because without those lies, we wouldn't have any thoughts, whether our thoughts are right or wrong. Whether If I say I'm good enough, that thought has come from somebody else. All right. If I say so I'm not go. good enough... That All right, let's take it back to the basic level else. of primal man let's say it's a bloke he, he's by himself in the middle of nature and he's got a drum a ravine and he goes i can make this ravine and he oh, lies I know to someone who listens to this podcast and say i'll choose the hard worker not the guy who knows how to jump ravines but i've noticed she stopped <laughs> watching the podcast so i think <laughs> i won that argument right but yes sorry chris go on but look <laughs> people are going to make decisions people are going to make decisions that they learn throughout their environment, mate. So whether you live in a city or on a farm or by yourself in a fritton Tibetan temple or whatever it may be, you're gonna make decisions you learn from your environment. But those decisions, yes, while your environment is something that you learn, are still within your own doing. Mm. And you said it in the four agreements. Mm. Mm. Oh, I didn't know the four agreements says that everything we know and learn has come from other people. That's what the four agreements. Uh, no, okay, but what I'm saying, he also says it's our responsibility and it's our answer. Event, response, outcome. Yeah, not everything we do comes from other people. Like you look at the kids that grew up not knowing their parents, adopted, lived on the street, homeless, and they've grown up to be the most, you know, um, experienced doctors that save millions of lives. Like you can't say that their environment made them who oh, they there's are. There's another book you should read. It's called Outliers. There's exceptions to every rule. Right. Okay. So we're, we're talking about the majority here, not the the rare freaks of nature, because I know being one that um, not everyone's <laughs> like me. Consume more alcohol than your average man. Oh, we're starting. We're, we're going around in circles. Here's first. Let me ask you guys. Um, let me ask you guys. I'm just going to ask. How do you guys? Do you feel that most people can detect when they're being lied to? Lied to? Yeah. Do you feel the majority of people can? They have Absolutely. that feeling. They know. Absolutely. Do you know not what? Yourself, Luke, not yourself, but majority of people. Do you think the majority disagree. of people disagree? Mm, 
Mm, it's a hard one to say because when I first heard you then I thought you were talking about us as individuals and I no. think because we've got that training and we learn to read body language and signs and all the rest of it we know I don't necessarily know um, the average what you don't know Steve gets a, you get off this podcast every week and Steve tells you you've made sense and you go yeah you know what I have he's lying <laughs> Dumb it. what do you know what I can I can I can read a lie lying Anything. You should talk more, Lou. You should. Uh, you know what? I don't think you did enough of today, babe, was talk. Oh, when those guys ask you for one answer and you gave them 10, you should have given them 100. Do you? Your hair looked really yeah. good this time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one backfired on you. No, Here's the thing, Chris. I think as, as, a, as a general population and me included, because I'm, I'm trying to live in a world where I, I believe everyone's telling me the truth until I prove otherwise. I'm fucking useless at telling if people are lying on yeah, minor you know, stuff, no. on minor stuff, job interviews included. And I think as a 99% of the population, we're the same. And part of it is lying to ourselves because when we get told something good, we want to believe it. But do you know what, though? I have to say, and I don't mean to bring the man-woman thing in here, but I think women are much, 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 much better at detecting liars than men. Men are the ones. You sit there and watch Days of Our Lives every fucking day, and that's what you're basically... I haven't fucking watched Days of Our Lives ever in my life. Thank you very that's much. That's Judy, yeah. She knows what she's done. I wouldn't even know the first thing about Days of Our Lives. Thank you very much. But I can tell when someone's lying to me. Well, Ridge is married fucking... Um, Ridge is married <laughs> for the 14th time. I can tell you. So you... you so you going, guys, no, I can tell you about Days of Our Lives. I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue about that, but I can always tell because I watch the signs, I watch the body language. And I think just being a woman, and I, I know you bullshit, both, both have got women, wives, nah, nah, nah. It's something that we I'm have. Absolutely. It's a it's a thing, not intuition. Women's it's intuition. intuition thing. Like, how do you, you know what? We all have the same intuition. That's whether we choose to ignore it. And nah. I'm sorry, but you've brought nah. men and women into it. I'm not saying either of us are better, but women are just as susceptible as men to it. No way. A man is much more likely to go, "That's bullshit," than a and than a lady go, "Oh, you know, I'm not so sure." Trust me, I'll no way. Way, no way. I would put my fucking life savings on that statement alone. I can tell you right now. I know what you just paid for your house. I'm not interested in the four dollars you got left. <laughs> I've got less than four. Especially, especially but, since we thought we were borrowing at eighty percent, it turns out we're borrowing at one hundred and thirty. <laughs> exactly, but but I, I I think there's a thing, and I and I know it's like women, like you explained, you like are so wrong, it's not funny. No, 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 mothers, mothers, mothers. Like you know what? Like you talk about mothers, and there's something with them. There's something's wrong with one of their kids. You know, you'll hear them say, "I didn't sleep last night," or "I felt something was off," or whatever. The next day they wake up. Oh yeah, your kid's in hospital, or something's happened. What? Every single time in my life, you guys don't have it. I'm not saying guys don't have it. I'm just saying women are better at. at I'll tell you a story. I knew my wife was. I knew my wife was pregnant before she did. Yeah, but that's probably because you tuned into the awareness. Where women are more likely to tune into that. Blokes are more like, oh yeah, she's cranky. She's, you know. No, no. You know, I said your wife's pregnant. She rang me, and I was driving around around about. She goes, "I got something to tell you." I said, "You're pregnant." She goes, what? "Yeah." Well, how many times does a woman ring you and say, "I've got something to tell you"? I mean, like. Oh, no, what she said, we need to talk. So then, oh, yeah, to shoot yeah. your argument down, how many times has a woman ringing and said, we need to talk? Fucking heaps, right? Oh, yeah. Heaps. <laughs> I we don't need know. to talk. <laughs> yeah. 
Lou rang Steve right. said, we need to talk. I bought we a need to talk. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you bullshit, mate. We're all human beings. We're all built with the same DNA, except for a chromosome, right? So we've all right. So, so but you, anyway, we're getting away from it. So, Keen, you believe majority of people can't detect when they're being lied to? And well, I, think think we, I think... Here's a, I think we can, that are just as good. No, so no, I think we have the ability to, but none of us, Choose the not majority to. of us don't know that we have the ability to for one. And then a lot of us that think we've got the ability to, oh, something just didn't feel right, but they chose the wrong agent anyway, choose to ignore it because they try and use brain over gut, right? So, so then this is what I ask. This is what I'll say. Gut is a dangerous, process. dangerous thing. The process of lying is usually a fear-based thing, fear of losing the listing. They lie to get the listing and so forth, or greed aspect. And then if you detect you are being lied to, but don't call someone out on that, is that then again a fear-based thing of confrontation, not wanting to upset someone? What if I'm so wrong? Do we avoid fear of failure. What if I'm wrong? Uh, you mean the, the person detecting it? Yeah, someone got you. You have an intuition, right? We all have it. No, again, yeah. the, the four agreements. You, I love the human body, mm. and uh, mine is a spectacular specimen. I get it, right? All what a large one. I'll get all your jokes out, but we have the. You know why I think aliens might be real, because you found one. In we the have evolved into things that when someone walks into a room, you could be fifty meters away in the same room, and you would know whether they're in a good mood or a bad mood. Absolutely. But not but everyone. Most does. of us don't know that that's what we're picking up on. And when we have a conversation with something and something squirms just down under the bottom rib, we write that off as, oh, I don't know what's going on there. But what that is, is your body picking up on the energy of the other person or the energy of the situation. We are fucking brilliant beings, humans, and we use about this much exactly. of what we're able to do. So it's not lying to yourself in all instances it is unawareness that that's what your body's telling you. it's unaware of how fucking good we are as human beings it's unaware of what this beautiful specimen here is capable of picking up on but the simple and when i try and explain this to people because i talk to the staff okay it's your responsibility to make sure that when you walk through the front door you're in the right frame of mind because the minute you don't you affect everyone else in the room yeah. right? they go oh, right right <laughs> Right, hang on. Have you ever walked into a room just after a couple's had a fight? Yeah. How did that room feel? Oh, you know, like it was, you know, oxygen was thick and it was hard to breathe. So, but did you hear them fighting? No, but you knew they fought. Yes. That is exactly it, right? We, we know. And one of my favorite lines, and it's not in the kit that I use in listing appointments right now, is I sit in front of people and I say, if it doesn't feel right in your gut, I said, mine's bigger than most, but if it doesn't feel right, he don't hire me. Please don't hire me because I can guarantee you if something's setting you off in there, in a month, we're going to have a blue. Please don't pick me. Yeah. Right? And that that's not lying to yourself. That's a lack of education about what we're actually capable of. That's, yeah. that's how many... But Cameron, I don't think a lot of people would have the, the, the cojones to sit there in front of a owners and actually say that to them no but because i've read and because i've educated myself i know these things and i don't want that in my life let alone in their life yeah right? yeah, yeah but i also know because i'm saying that i've just built a layer of trust that no one else will build 
Yeah. Right? How many people, how many ladies to, to lose point? Because there's a myth out there that more men cheat on women than women cheat on men. And and you read all the stories going, I thought there was an affair, I felt it in me and I did this and I did that. But, you know, that was just me being silly for 10 years. And in the end, that thing that was telling them the whole fucking time. Right? Yeah. And it goes vice versa. We all get clues every single day about what's going on with us. That's not lying to yourself. That's an unawareness of what your body can do. It's un you don't know how fast a car can go until the engine blows up because you drove it too fast. And we yeah. never blow ourselves up by pushing ourselves too far or, or understanding what we're capable of. But at the same time, it's also not necessarily an unawareness that some people have. It's not trusting their gut when their gut knows better. And we talk about that too. Not knowing to trust your gut. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Remember the um, Empower seminar we did back in Hornsby RSL with that lady? I cannot remember her name now and I feel terrible about it. But she put sparkly, that sparkly, put sparkly things. things on her head and she said, no matter what, like think about walking around with these sparkly things. You walk into a room and straight away, if there's sparkly things that are up and you're connected, you feel that. But if you walk into that room and that there's no connection, there's no energy, there's no, you, you immediately know whether you have an awareness of that immediately but something in you says we're not connecting this is not right this is not you know there's no gelling here i think everybody has that everybody everybody has that it's like i know uh for example like someone will meet somebody for the first time and they'll go oh i don't know i just didn't feel like that person was a nice person or that person was weird angry bad sad depressed uh, whatever, everybody has something that they're aware of. It's their gut that tells them, you know, and I think that's the difference as well. I don't think that men, I, I think, I think women are just better on picking up on those things. I don't think men are bad. I think men are aware of them, but just, I think women understand it more and act on it more. I think that's the difference as well. Let's yeah. wrap this show up. Who's having the I actually think I actually think I won the argument. <laughs> I think I think what let's we take a vote. Let's take a vote. Yeah, no, yeah. I actually think we're gonna watch this one back and go, Cam articulated his arguments better and made more sense. Having said that, I came into this thinking that the most dangerous lies you could tell are to yourself. And if I'm asked, honestly, except I've almost converted myself. So I'm now not 100% convinced. Honestly, I'm like, fuck, maybe it is more dangerous to be lying to other people. But really, the most dangerous lies you can tell are to yourself. And what it will show, and we know someone who's full of shit. Um, we... When you know someone's full of shit and they look 60 instead of the 40 that they are, that's how dangerous it is because lying to yourself will aid you. It will erode you. It will fill your body with toxicity all the time. It will, mm. um, uh, lying to yourself about where you're at in life or that it's other people's fault or that you're not good enough. Not good enough will stop you doing anything you're meant to do in life. Uh, it's not my fault. We'll yeah. do the same thing, but worse, it'll make you blame other people. Mm. The problem is we, we just talked about the intuition and the gut feeling. When you blame someone else for something that 
deep down you know is your fault. And again, I'll bring up the four agreements. It talks about your inner judge. The minute you spit out bullshit, your inner judge goes, you're full of shit. Yeah. And whether that hits you in the stomach to start with or just a tingling or eventually hits you in the kidney or the liver or the lung where you actually start to suffer health issues, it it's going to hit you. And uh, so on a, on a person-for-person basis, if everyone on the planet was lying to himself consistently, we're all going to die. And that makes it the most dangerous lie you can tell. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And, that, and as you said before, I think you heard you, I've heard you say, Tam, is that toxicity that we retain in our body causes so many different diseases, right? Well, it's every, mate, it's everything. The biggest killer of people is stress. Now, what, what could be more stressful than constantly being full of shit? And again, I, I keep bringing up listing appointments, but I say to people, and it's a cliche lot. Well, they think it's a cliche line. I can only imagine what they're thinking on the other end, but I'll say, oh, I'm going to fucking sleep at night. I say two, two things. I say, one, I've been in real estate six years. I didn't get to own three offices in six years by doing the wrong thing by people. And they go, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. And I go, yeah. listen, and I say, and I used to say before I had three offices, I've got three kids. They're going to be proud of what I do for a living. Um, but the last thing is I've got to fucking sleep at night. Exactly. If you've got to spend all night remembering who you told what to how do you actually live? And you know how you know those people? Because they're 40 and they look 70 because they've spent all night trying to remember what they told each person or exactly. drinking drinking so they forget. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, I drink to get pissed. <laughs> it's not to forget. But it's just, just to be an agent. I'm one of those guys who's I'm 40 in a week and a half and I look 21. So, you know. <laughs> but, Talking about lying to yourself. But that's no. uh, hey, hey, but that's are you telling me I'm not good enough? Yeah. No, that's you telling you you're younger than you are. So you know what I think, and then I can't wait till the little man gets back and releases his book because what we do as adults, and that, it goes back to my point about we weren't born this way, right? We've we've yeah. been taught this shit by other people, and then we we accentuated ourselves. Is um, we be careful what you say to other people. Yeah. Don't, don't put your own not good enough. On other people most often we put it on our kids but we'll, as, as leaders we'll also put it on our staff so, you know, yeah you'll, if you never did a four hundred thousand dollar quarter you'll do everything you can to stop one of your staff doing it um and and i look at i look at my kids and i go fuck they're going through exactly when i what i went through when i was that age and i and most people put that down to is that dna or is that just the way life goes no you fucking put that there yeah. Put that there. There's no reason for them to be going through the same stuff, except somehow, some way, you have put that there because they started with a fresh slate. Yeah. And that's, and I, that's why I also think telling other people lies is, is bloody dangerous. Can I um, finish with a quote that I found, which I thought was really um, suitable to the topic? And How many pages is it? It's it's literally about one and a half sentences. Okay. Okay. And and we'll wrap up after. Do you want to do you want Chris Chris, have you got anything to add, mate? And then Lou can finish uh, all, uh, all good. I think I think we've said I've said everything I needed to say. And I think um, yeah, that very profound in what you said at the end there, Cam, is it that you know, be careful how you speak to yourself, but more importantly, be careful how you speak to others at the same time. Yeah. I win! More importantly, yes. Why did Especially you do that? Our children. Especially our children. So yeah. 
But I think I never, never thought of that, and I never thought of that aspect till just now, which is, you know, the environment that our kids live in, and wanting our kids to be a reflection of ourselves is not something I want. I want my son and my daughter to be way better than we were, but I can see traits in them coming out that yeah. the same. Some and some are for good, and some aren't. So yeah, absolutely. Very profound. Very, very profound. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is why I really, uh, when I read this um, the other day, when I was doing some research and stuff, I thought, well, wow, Renee Brown. This really no, it's not <laughs> Renee Brown. Surprise, surprise, it's not Brene Brown. Um, but I thought it was really topical to the conversation and and who we are as leaders. Um, it's from Dr. Cornell West, which I don't know much about, but. Um, I seen it and I liked it. And it says, if your success is defined as being well adjusted to injustice and well adapted to indifference, then we don't want successful leaders. We want great leaders who love the people enough and respect the people enough to be unbought, unbound, unafraid and unintimidated to tell the truth. And I thought, that's what we want. That's what we want. Consider that when you go to the polls, everyone. Exactly. And vote, vote for wine and wisdom. <laughs> Maybe don't do that. <laughs> Goodbye, Cheers. farewell. Good night. Good night. Love you guys. Cheers, guys.